Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It is another episode of DadCast. I am one of the hosts, JP. That guy over there is another one of the hosts, Nick Martin. And the other guy over there, I'm probably pointing in the wrong direction, is Mr. Jesse Dugas. How is you guys today? Doing good, brother. How are you? I'm, I've been better. But that's I'm all right. Sure we'll Jesse's get... doing the best out of all of us. Right yeah, now. he is. Yeah, Jesse is currently en route <laughs> to Las Vegas for Super Bowl weekend, where he gets to hang out with my heroes, all because of me. And I don't get to, and that's fine. We talked about that in the last episode. And uh, if you watched it, it was awesome. I, I had a heart to heart. I told Jesse how proud and and happy for him that I was that he gets to experience all this. I've had a week to think about it, and I take it all back. We all knew that you were a liar and a fat mouth, so it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> hey, so you know those videos and phone calls that you hate every time I step foot in a casino? Yeah. Turn your phone off, son. <laughs> oh. Hey, bro, you just, hey, when you're, if I don't get a FaceTime with Marcus Allen, like, I'm going to see Jesse Dugas FaceTime. I'm going to answer it, and Marcus Allen's face is going to be there. That, that'll make up for everything. That that'll actually give me a forewarning so I can screen record it because that that'll be that'll be a day. But let's stop talking about all that. We have guests to introduce. Please welcome to the show on DadCast. He is, um, I would say, an up and coming country superstar. He's he's an, a social media guru with all kinds of fans. He is Mr. Brandon Davis. How are you, bud? Good to see you. Welcome to the show. Doing great, brother. How about y'all? We're we're doing great. Well, as you can tell, I've, I'm experiencing a lot of FOMO. <laughs> you know, you know. I, so so his his first your first reaction to me is this guy's kind of wow. He's a little high, strong, and angry. But I'm not. I'm really not. I just you know. Just today. My, my condolences to your dreams being, you know, <laughs> yeah. temporarily crushed. Temporarily, yes. Thanks, Dad. That's a good way to put it. And, and it's one of my best friends hey, so crushing I, them. I just want to go on the record and say that you had an invite. That's not true. You hang out with me. You, you, well, you had a partial invite. You, you gave me an invite. To, it's like, okay, here, and how can I put this in comparisons for everyone to understand out there? Um, it's like hey, he so invited me to the football. He invited me to the Super Bowl, but I get to stay at the hotel and watch it and not go to the game. That's kind of what hey, it so is. You, you know, listening to the Pat McAfee show today and Sirius XM on this travel, you know, everybody is on Radio Row which happens to be at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. I know. Uh-huh. Where, where am I staying? Fully comped? Mandalay Bay. That is correct, yeah. sir. Where would you have been staying? Uh, probably. Mandalay Bay. Yeah. With me. Which means you would have had the access. I wouldn't have credentials, man. Actually, I could have brought my own and, and worked my way in. But, okay, there's still time. We'll, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> Brandon Davis, man, I, I feel like we're talking about ourselves and my problems, and, and that's not what we do here, usually. Um, <laughs> as a rite of passage, one of the first questions we always ask here on DadCast of our guests, and I know the answer already, but I want to hear it from you. Are you a dad? Oh, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> well, talk to us, man. Oh, we need to hear more about that. Heck yeah. Man, so... When I met my wife, I didn't get like I got to meet the person I was going to spend the rest of my life with. But I got to kind of have a jump start to the rest of my life all in one package. I got a beautiful little princess. I got my son. 
And all of a sudden life went from, Hey, it's just me to, Hey, it's all of us. And it was just in the blink of an eye, but I'm telling you, I can't say a whole lot of things in life are always like, Hey, this was just meant to happen. There's a lot of accidents. There's a lot of how in the world did we get here? But this was one of those things that was just meant to happen. I was meant to find my kids this way. I was meant to start a family this way and I wouldn't change it for the world because now I am, you know, two kids more on top of that. And life has been nothing but adventure, chaos, a little bit of, you know, gray area where you're trying to figure it out. And you, one day when they're teenagers, you'll explain to them how, uh, you know, how it all worked out, but it's a beautiful life that I'm very thankful for. And I have learned so much from just being a dad and now have a much more respectable, you know, viewpoint of my parents. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. So I'm assuming, and I know in your case, you probably don't like the term, but it is technically real. You are a stepdad. Yes. Okay. But, but your dad, you know, we know, we know, man. That's according to those guys, social media. There is no step. Yes, yes, exactly. I just <laughs> want to like be clear for dad. viewers and yeah. listeners. <laughs> and did, did you say that you got also two more on top of that? Yes. Okay. Yes, so I you have, run the full gamut. Yes. We've got it stair step down, man. I've got an eight-year-old, seven-year-old, six-year-old, four-year-old. <laughs> oh, wow. and, and how many boys and girls? I have a queen that is the eight-year-old. She runs the house and then three boys that serve underneath her. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm the opposite. I, uh, my oldest son, I hate the word step as well, but I'm the only dad he's ever had, the only dad he ever will be. He's 22 Your dad, now. Yes, so it's, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of late, but it's, uh, I'm three boys with the youngest being the daughter. And she oh. also runs the house. Yes, yeah, same here. Even though she's same here. My baby girl's the youngest. Where the daughter falls in, they, they just run the house. It's my one-year-old runs the house. So, so get it's the, an unwritten contract. Does she? Uh, does she? Uh, in lack of a better way to put it, bully her younger brothers. <laughs> I won't say she bullies them. She commands, but she does command them. <laughs> <laughs> If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's so amazing, man. Isn't it the greatest, dude? Isn't it just like Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean step back a few when did you in the when did you meet your wife? How many years years ago? So I met my wife in two thousand seventeen. So hard to believe I mean we're going on shoot, we're we're coming up on eight. S- seven, eight years. Close to eight years. So go back if eight I, years if ago. I can count. Go back to eight years ago, if you can. And imagine your life then and fast forward to right now. Could you ever imagine it? 
and and, I, I, and but you can think I'm back to that time and put yourself in the role of dad and it's scary for a lot of us but i mean now here we are and i honestly truly believe in my heart of hearts that my children saved my life we i wouldn't be here speaking to you guys doing this thing if this wasn't the role that was given to me and uh I'm so thankful for that. It's the, it's the greatest, hardest, most frustrating, awesome thing in the history of everything. Amen to that. <laughs> Nick, you good, man? So, hey, I kn- I'm good. All right. I know with me, when, uh, when I met my wife, you know, my son, he was three and a half at the time. That moment in time when I realized that it wasn't just going to be me and her, it was going to be, you know, me, her, and him was one particular moment where he called me dad on accident and we're, we're pulling out of a, we're pulling out of the driveway and he, uh, you know, at three years old, he goes, no problem, dad. And I slammed on the brakes and it was uh, what'd you just call me? And, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, I, this is what I want if it's what you want, but there's no going back and having that conversation with a three-year-old and him and I to this day are incredibly close. What was your story? How did, uh, how did that happen? You know, when when your daughter came into the picture with you, when did you realize it wasn't just going to be you and her mom? I'm telling you what, like, so Malia was two and Brantley was 10 months. And the very first the very first moment with my daughter, it, it took a little bit longer. She was really trying to figure out, like, who I was in this picture. She was two years old. She was trying to understand what was going on. And my son was, I don't know. It just kind of clicked. There was a night where I had stayed over and was helping her take care of the kids. And Brantley just, he was having a rough night, couldn't sleep. And he woke up and I just picked him up, brought him back into our, our room and started rocking him back and forth. And the next thing, you know, I'm laying down and he's passed out on top of me. And when I get up the next morning, I realize, you know, that was probably the least I've slept in a while, but that was probably the best night that I've had. And I couldn't even tell you how long. And it was just for the fact that like he, in that moment, it felt like this little person, this little, you know, uh, he needed me and being needed in that moment, being loved in that moment, whether he knew what was going on or not was just, I feel you like knew. I can never even match. You knew. Did yep. you have that? Oh shit! It's time for me to grow up. <laughs> because I know I did. I, believe it or not, I had a I had a decent head on my shoulders at the time. I had already I was already out of college. I was uh, working a a salary job, and this just kind of kicked it into gear. Like, hey, you know, now we got to look at uh, we got to find this all place to live. We've got to kind of get things in motion and the whole family minded like mindset really got into play and got geared up and it was time to look for, you know, all the things that kind of set us stable, finding us a steady home, finding us, you know, places that we're going to be where these kids were going to grow up. Love it. Awesome. All right. So let's fast forward a little bit to the birth of your I mean, were you in the room? Were you there for the first? Yeah. Okay. Back it up. You were told that, hey, I'm pregnant. How'd that day go for you? Because it, it's got to be, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, because I'm going to let you know in a secret, you and I are bred from the same cloth. I am also a stepdad. 
who inherited a daughter, my oldest. She's 19 now. Um, but her dad is in, in her life, and he's great. He's awesome. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, but that morning came to me, and, hey, I'm pregnant. I, I, how was that for you? So we had been trying for really it'd only been a few weeks and I, I usually always came home on lunch. I was working just up the road. I came home on lunch all the time. And when Nurse. I got there, she was wearing a t-shirt and she had a little t-shirt business that she ran, but she had made a t-shirt with something on it and just like kept yeah. putting the shirt up Look. in my face. Like, Hey, can you, can you read this? And I read it and it said, always read the fine print. And I was like, the fine print of what? And I looked, I was like, oh, well, there's fine print below this lettering. It said, I'm pregnant. And I just lost it because in that moment, I was like, How? I don't even know what to think. Like, th this is incredible. This is so many emotions all hitting me at once. And I was like, now this family just got a whole lot bigger. Oh, yeah. Just a <laughs> blink of an eye. And how was it? a great way to find out, though. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, and what's funny is that was actually the first viral. She had it on camera. She hit her phone over to the side. That was the first viral video I guess we ever really had. Nobody knew who we were, but we posted it to some little mom page that she was a part of on Facebook. And this video exploded. And all of a sudden, we've got this this company out of the UK reaching out saying, "Hey, we would love to put your, you know, pay you for your video and put it on here and here and here." So I told my son when he was finally born, I was like, you know what? I'm proud of you. You're the only kid that I can say that before you were even born, you made me some money. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with I you, like, Nick? Now you gotta keep Come on, up. man. I know. <laughs> so I got to figure out something. Nick's got a, uh, what, she just turned one. Yeah. And he's like 58 years Amazing. old. Can you believe that? <laughs> i definitely feel like i'm 58 years old <laughs> well it's because you work oh, out man. too hard every day I mean, maybe every other day man give that body some rest i've been giving it a lot of rest man I'm doing the red light therapy the a lot of massaging less working out yeah 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 trying to trying different things okay well good for you good for you but, but still chasing little guys around little little babies around that's that's harder than any workout. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> I know, dude. Sophie and like she's twenty something pounds now too. So like picking her up, it's like it's it's an actual. It is a legit workout. That's funny. You know what? <laughs> I thought of you yesterday. Uh, I was doing the side gig and I had two jugs of water and I decided <laughs> not to bring a bag into the store. I'm like, I can you know whatever. So I had two jugs of water, no big deal. Until you carry it all through the store, check out, and go all the way through the parking lot. I'm like, this is like having. I was reminded of when my baby was, you know, when Avery was little. I'm like, oh. At the same time, I got flashbacks of missing her little, and then I went, man, I don't miss carrying her though. Because now I'm, right. I, it, it, this was only like 40, 50, 60 yards, maybe. I, I think, and I'm like, dude, my I God, the, I, I thought that I thought of you. I'm like, I think the it. carrying part's okay. The watching uh, endless episodes of Spider Man or the, the Spidey and Friends is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you've graduated, man. This is we way did, We did. By yeah, the way, no, Nick no has Coco a three or four year old <laughs> Liam. So he's, he's still, he's right in the mix with you with the young. He's almost four, yeah. But we went with years of Coco Melon. And so you graduated oh, yeah. to Spider Man? Dude, that's a win. Oh, well, dude, no, you know what's really cool? <laughs> Sophie. Dude, every day, Spidey, Spidey. Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh, just don't, don't Jason turn on the Coco Addy. Melon, man. 
Yeah, Jason. No, dude, the, or, the worst thing though, oh, I was watching Spider-Man. the TV show Las Vegas the other night, right? And trying to get Sophie to sleep. And Josh Newmel comes on and she's like, Ooh, cute. <laughs> I'm like, You're freaking one years old. No boys. Especially well, I mean, Josh Newmel, he's probably he's rich, he's famous. <laughs> but come on. Don't you dare say he's cute. <laughs> yeah, not yet. He's, he, he's attractive. <laughs> so I I, I want to give you a little warning here about the eight-year-old uh, commander of the house, the queen. Um, most of the fathers we've spoken to, I can't say all of them, but I feel like it's 99%, <clears throat> including every one of the guys here on this screen. In about four years, give or take, some difficulties are going to arise. She's going to become a little independent. She's going to all of a sudden think that dad's not as important as he used to be. Um, She's going to know everything. You are going to know nothing. But I assure you that even though this four to five year uh, stretch of time is very, very difficult, you will get through it. And most importantly, so will she. And she's going to come back. Now, I know we're a few years away from that, man, but I want to prepare you for it. I want to plant the seed. Okay. Cause it sucks. It's difficult. It hurts. It's painful. It's saddening. It's all the bad things. Uh, it's emotional. And, uh, well, I hope, I hope she doesn't put you through that, but it feels like they all tend to. I appreciate the heads up. <laughs> right? I'll, stay, I'll I'll stay on watch. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Nick, how is 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 she past it yet? Have we got? Has she come back? She, like, y- yes and no. It's a uh, it's it's weird because uh, she goes. She, she's with her mom a lot, and her mom teaches her things that I don't agree with. Did you see? And you like, could literally see the wheels turning right there on how he was going to word what he was just about. Yeah, to say. Like, how do you? He, <laughs> he yeah, was definitely. I, I know they go back and watch this, and I, and I don't want them to. I, I don't want to yeah. talk bad about their mom. But uh, it's you know there, she has a different parenting style, and I, I you know and Emma kind of falls along into that living in the world uh, fantasy world of everything is a certain way basically and. That's just not how the world works and someday she'll get it. And, but you know, for the most part, she does call once a week and we we're talking a lot more than we were a year ago. Good. So there's that. Until she yeah. sees this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, F you dad. <laughs> fantasy, fantasy, this pops. Yep. <laughs> All right. Hey, Brandon, are you a sports fan? Oh yeah. Are you, are you a football fan? I, I am a fan of football, but I can't say I'm a devoted fan. Okay. Just you, because baseball has been life. Okay. Oh, ooh, we're oh, going to get there. Oh, oh. Yeah, you just, you just, you just, Jesse, that's his. Uh, who's your football <laughs> team? If you had to pick one, who's your NFL team? If I had to pick one, it has to be the Titans, just because I root for the home team. Okay. I got no problem with that. We, we got no arguments there, huh, Jesse? None. None. That's all right. All right. Now, except I, for the fact they're stupid for getting rid of one of the best coaches in the league, but, you know, whatever. And, and me and my dad have had that conversation. So I'll agree with you there. Yeah. And, 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 and the King will probably be gone next year. That's, Oh, that's terrible. Okay, good. So we, we don't, we don't have to bash you who you got. Super Bowl is this Sunday. By the time this episode drops on YouTube and everywhere worldwide, we'll have a winner. Who are you picking? Man, I don't know. It, it's, it's a split decision for me. And it's probably because I haven't kept up with the season as well as I should have. Okay. So I, I could go either way. Go with anyone but the Chiefs, and we're good. Okay. 
Yeah. Dude, yeah. the Niners. <laughs> And it used to be anyone but the Patriots. All right, moving on, baseball. Okay, so who's your team? I'm a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, man. Oh, Jesse, how about <laughs> them apples? Woo! <laughs> He's a Padre so fan. The event, yeah, I'm a Padre fan. Grew up in San Diego. Uh, live in Oregon Bless your now, heart. But it, I, uh, I'm a varsity head baseball coach at the high school in the town that we live in. Uh, awesome. my, son, my, my son is getting ready to start his junior year. He's already getting some division one looks. And so, it's, so we're, we're big baseball family. And I, I mean, it's, it's literally <laughs> tattooed on me. So, uh, oh, there's no place know. like home, baby. No, it's, uh, you know, I, man, I feel extremely outnumbered. So I will go ahead and put myself one step ahead and say that I am getting ready to go hang out with Greg Maddox, uh, Goose Gossage, Riley Fingers, here in about 17 hours. Thanks for that. Well, tell, yeah. <laughs> tell Greg that I'm still disappointed. I, I never figured out how he made his pitches boost so much. So, <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, incredible. So yeah, I even liked him a little bit of time he was a Padre. Yes, yes, he is. He's uh he is the example that we give every year of hey you don't have to throw a hundred yep. you've got to you've got to locate and spin it a little bit. My pitchers have always been Greg Maddox, Oral Hershiser, and uh, no knock there Sandy, either. I love Sandy Koufax. Yeah, well, I mean, any, two phenomenal Dodgers there. I mean, I, I can't hate that. So Kershaw would be in that definitely. list yeah, if he if he ever showed up in the playoffs. Ah. Oh. For me. Hey, you guys just re-signed the old man for another year, though. Yeah, but he's he's, he's not going to even play till like midsummer, if according to that injury. But yes, he's still a Dodger for another year, which is awesome. Uh, so your boys, even your girls for that matter, Brandon, uh, since you're a big uh, baseball aficionado, do you see them? Are they playing sports? Are you pushing them that direction? Are they gravitating towards it? What do you? What's the what's the deal there? So I am uh, I'm the vice president of baseball at the at the local park here. So my boys are all in it. My youngest is just starting this year. My oldest has got probably the biggest fire for it. He loves it. Nice. And he has really picked it up well over the past couple of years. I coach um, his seven, eight team and my six year old plays up cause he can't stand not being included. And <laughs> my, my daughter did play, but when we started to coach pitch and moved on from T-ball, I threw one pitch just a little too far inside, and when she tried to swing, it hit her hands, and that was all she wrote. Dad hit me with the ball. This is not my game, and now she she is a devoted cheerleader and does that for competition, so I'm all about supporting that in that direction so long as she has got something that is her passion and what she's driven to do. So, How, how did I not pick up the fact you were a baseball guy wearing the glasses on the brand? I mean, <laughs> we, got the B, we got the BP jacket. We got – we got the hat. We got the glasses. I mean, it's it's all here. In the, yeah, I mean, it's my Oakleys are sitting right here getting ready to put them on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I played all the way into college. So, so my my son. You play? Oh, sorry. Pitcher and center fielder used to used to have an arm that could throw it about ninety five, and now I got an arm that probably couldn't touch eighty three. So lots of BP. 
Uh, well, lots of uh, – I threw way too much and nobody ever told me any better. I used to throw seven innings on a Saturday, come back throw seven more on Sunday, and then long toss on Monday because I needed to play center field. So, Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. I averaged about – I averaged close to 200 pitches a weekend during tournaments. So. Wow. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. So if you're not aware, Jesse, this is his third episode um, as a uh, host on here on DadCast. He's uh, worked behind the scenes for many years. Uh, but to f- you two, I mean, it's like, boom, you got your, but both coaches, you, you, I can, we can, Nick and I could probably just sit back here and you take over for the entire <laughs> rest of the show. And we just rename it the co- the coaches in the car podcast. Coaches in the car. There we go. Hey, <laughs> it's better than the lit episode, right? <laughs> well, no one's cussed yet. Exactly. <laughs> well, there may have been a, 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 a an S bomb earlier. I know I said GD, but those don't count. Anyway, um, gosh, I had something there for a second. I lost it. It happens, Nick. Um, I know. Crazy. Oh man, what was it? Ah, this is frustrating. Here, I'll, I'll, uh, so what, okay. what got you into country music? When did you start? Oh, man, I started. I've loved it all my life. My dad was always big in country music and gospel music. And my mama and papa actually played gospel music for years. They were kind of like a, a gospel version of Johnny and June. But for me, it was a passion, but it was always more of a hobby. I did it because I knew my dad did it and loved it. I've written songs since like 2007, but I always wrote in the truck. I always played songs for myself and the most we did was we had a little family band at a little local opera house that we started. And, you know, it was play once a month to the same old crowd. And that was all she wrote. But I had moved on past baseball, moved on past music. I had a job. I had a family that we had just started. And I thought things were kind of where they need to be. But music was always that, hey, what if we had tried this? What if you had actually, like, pushed it just a little further and gotten out there? but I did not know how to do it. And in 2019, I got in a real bad car wreck and it was, it was a crazy life changing moment because I almost lost my life, got sent to the hospital for emergency surgery. And when I came out, I just realized how quickly everything around me could have just went up and smoked life as I knew it could have been gone. And I didn't want to end up leaving this world knowing that there was so many things I hadn't done yet. I knew what I had done, but the list of what I hadn't done was a lot longer. And I want my kids to have that same mindset. I want them to chase their dreams, reach for their goals. And I don't want to be the guy that's telling them to do this while not doing it himself. And music was at the top of that list. And thankfully, I've got a wife that has nothing but support and drive in her system to really push me to do it. And Thankfully, we had a we had an opportunity to really just take off. If ever there nice. was an answer, Nick, <clears throat> to that generic "what got you into music" question, <laughs> no, no, that's not a bad thing. That is one of the more profound answers I, I think yeah. I've ever heard. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> so, obviously, your social media, the viral video, that has definitely helped, right? Did oh you- yeah, trust me. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I mean. I wanna- I don't mean to interrupt you guys, but um, there's a special guest appearance that's about to happen, and it doesn't happen as nearly as often as I'd like it to. So, Brandon, I'd like you to meet someone. My commander, my 10-year-old baby girl, Avery. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> she just got <laughs> home from school. It's an early day. 
You good? All right. Uh, baby, I want hey, she's, all the cookies, but I can't eat the cookies. I'm on a hey, diet. She's got green. She's trying to hand me cookies. Avery, I like she's cookies. Got, yeah, she's, she's got green on her shirt, don't she? Yeah. Did you see that happen? It went straight through her. Yeah, I know. She's got. She's wearing a tie-dye shirt today. My little hippie girl. She's a baby, honey. I'll be, give me like another 30 minutes. Okay. I love you. Mwah. All right. Yeah. She's going to Mimi's house. I'm so glad grandma lives in the neighborhood. It's so convenient. You guys. It's so awesome. Yeah. She's just <laughs> goes to Mimi's. We're all good. Sorry. I interrupted. You were saying. No, I mean, the crazy part is when we first started all this, like I was, I was playing little Mexican restaurants here around the house and trying to just get any show that I could possibly snag and social media wasn't taking off at all. Like I posted videos to Facebook and the biggest interaction I got was my grandmother getting on her iPad and commenting saying, Oh, it sounds so good. Yeah. And I mean, that was <laughs> like, that was the extent I put stuff on YouTube and you know, no traction there either. And then COVID struck right in the midst of all this. Cause we started around June of 2020 and COVID started hitting hard and next thing you know all these shows we were picking up now weren't happening and my wife found tiktok right in june she found tiktok and tried her best i guess sometime around march that year to get me to really try and put stuff on tiktok i was like i've seen ads for tiktok i'm not a fan it's just people doing crazy dances and telling jokes. I was like, I got dad jokes and two left feet. Nobody wants to see that on that app. Right. Or do they? That's literally what they want to see. I mean, maybe, maybe now mm-hmm. at this point, there's no a never ending, just crazy amount of content on there. Dream of crazy. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, I didn't know what to do with it. And she finally just said, look, you sing, I'm going to film it. And what I do with the video past that, is not your concern. I was like, okay, fine, do that. And next thing you know, she's done this a few times. She's posted videos. She comes up and says, Hey, look what's happening. And we've got a viral video taken off of me just standing in front of my refrigerator and singing songs. And it blew my mind. Now we have a platform to jump on and really kind of take off from here. Yeah. I remember that's how I found you. I think I, I started hitting you up in like 2022 or something to get on the podcast. And finally it worked out. We sw- swapped emails or whatever. And it finally worked out. No, so. you, fi- you just finally wore him down is what you did. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, I never stopped. I call so. him tenacious for a reason. And uh, he's one of the main reasons, if not the main reason we get so many high profile, awesome guests on this show. Uh, he just keeps asking and asking and asking. And eventually they're like, Dude, no, which is very rare. Or, okay, man, whatever, we'll do it. Let's go. And it's funny you say that, man. Coincidentally, we got our start doing this podcast right at the beginning of COVID as well. And mm-hmm. you know, it was a, an outlet to discuss problems, and it just evolved into what it is today. Um, but yeah, man, it was it's crazy times that was, huh? Yes, indeed. Wasn't school great? At least, <laughs> if you can call it school, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, Jesse, go ahead. I was going to ask what's next. What's next? I mean, for us, what's next is really trying to, I want to keep carrying these shows to new towns because there's so much of this country that we've gotten to see, but there's still so much that I haven't gotten to see in so many different towns that I want my, 
I want my music to reach. But not only that, like this has been an experience for my kids as we've carried to all these places. Cause nine times out of 10, if we can take them with us, they go with us. And they have gotten to experience so many different places, people, and just things to do that even though I traveled playing baseball growing up, I never saw towns like this. I never got to travel like this. And my wife didn't get to travel at all. And I want them to be able to carry these experiences and have, you know, this family that has been really built around music over the past four years continue to grow in that. And it becomes something that when they have kids and they're telling these stories, you know, they're like, man, we had such an amazing time. We got to go everywhere in this bus. We got to see so many places that we'd never been before. And I want those to be cherished memories for them. And this music growing is what allows that to keep happening. So I want this music to grow. I want to connect with more people. And that means, you know, more spots that we need to play and more towns we need to hit up. Nice. If you could uh, play a show with any artist, living or dead, who you have not previously already played with, who is it going to be? Merle Haggard. Didn't even need to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a no-brainer, man. Who is it that was it? Was it uh, who's that Merle Haggard story we had? Was it Joe? Was it was it Nichols when we had on Joe Nichols? Yes, yeah. Because when did did Merle on his deck and telling us a story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had Joe Nichols on, and okay, and he's uh, he's actually a pal. Oh, I got invited to freaking the Florida Keys that day, and I went and saw yes. him at the freaking Florida. Oh, that was amazing. But anyway, um, and yeah, he shared a story about, you know, I think that question I answered, and he's like, I don't, I can't answer it because I've already done it. And it was, it was Merle Haggard. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, that's, that's great. Uh, I, I kind of want Joe, I want, I want Brandon to open a show for Joe now. We should make this happen, Nick. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Just it's- saying. Yeah, uh, one of his old guitarists his name his name's Dan, and he's actually one of the main producers that I work with. And I, I've gotten so many awesome stories from when he used to tour with Joe. Yeah, there. <laughs> I just need to. We just need to connect him with Ben Carey, and Ben's got all the oh Vegas. Have yeah. you played Vegas yet, Brandon? I have not. I used to travel through Vegas a lot because I lived out in Lone Pine, California, for a good while on the outskirts of Death Valley. And Vegas was the main airport I had to fly out of to get back home. Lone Pine. What were you living doing? Because I, I know Lone Pine and I know Death Valley. In fact, my grandpa used to leave grandma for weeks upon weeks just to go camp in the middle of Death Valley and look at the stars. But yeah. So what 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 you doing in Lone Pine? So when I graduated college, the very first job I took was with Barnard Construction. And it was in the middle of nowhere in Lone Pine, California. Yep doing dust mitigation for giant old Owens Lake that did nothing but carry sandstorms through the valley. <laughs> <laughs> and right. see, this is the reason I asked these questions. You know, that's something you probably did not know about Brandon until today. And maybe you don't ever want to know it again. Who knows? But whatever the case, <laughs> Nick, have you put together a fast five for Mr. Davis today? All right. So if you couldn't tell already, Brandon, I used to work and still do work in radio. And this was a segment that I used to ask um, of all my guests that come on. And we've incorporated it here on the podcast. Love it. All right. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. What is your favorite family adventure you've been on? Favorite family adventure would have to be the first trip we all took to Disney. Nice. Disneyland or Disney World? Disney World. Ooh, I've yet to be. 
next level. Do you have any advice for stepdads? Just really putting, putting your whole heart into loving the family because it's the family that is made. It's not the family that is created from the ground up. It's the family that's made and, you know, showing them unconditional love from somebody who otherwise, you know, they might not have had that love from in the first place. That's, that's what makes it. And no matter what it takes, I know time is always going to be in there, but no matter what it takes, never stop showing the love. Very cool. Uh, your favorite food to cook for your kids? Probably eggs, just because that's the one I know. Every time I make it, they will eat them. Oh my gosh. Finally, somebody that's like, my kids are exactly the same. No one's I ever answered eggs before, Nick. I know. This that's is the number one 132. That's the first answer of yeah. eggs. Dude, last night though. So Liam is like a super picky eater, right? Like it's macaroni and eggs. That's it. That's all the kid eats. I got him to eat chicken strips and sweet potato fries last night. a boy. I know. I was like, hell yeah, I did it. Anyway, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Probably, probably a picture, probably a picture of me and my kids. And I say that just because I want everyone to see what I see. And what I see is life, my entire life, wrapped up into four tiny packages that just get bigger and bigger as they go on. And that's how life should be. Life should grow. What are the odds of a fifth tiny package? I would say very much in my favor of happening. <laughs> <We're> in, <laughs> okay. We've we've actually been in the process of IVF. Uh, oh, my oh. gosh. And oh, now Nick. it goes to Nick. So my two latest babies are IVF babies and it's like, it's crazy. Uh, so I was, I was, I was fixed for what 15 years and I got remarried. My wife didn't have kids. She wanted to have kids. So I got unfixed and we did the whole IVF thing and we had our, we have our three-year-old and we have our one-year-old. That's amazing. It's definitely, it's a different experience and the feelings are all different. The everything is just absolutely crazy. I think it's the waiting game that becomes the biggest aspect of this for me too. It's because my wife has been, it, it's a whole different experience on just getting ready for that process with the medicines and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's been a whole, are you guys doing like roller coaster. The, are you guys doing the injections yet? Like the, the daily shots and all the, Oh yeah. We, we already the, went through two rounds of it. So oh, wow. the first round yeah. didn't take, unfortunately. And we're, we're on round two and got prayers up because it looks like everything's going smooth and we're just waiting to hear back on uh, everything after, after the extraction. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can't wait for now we're going to have to have a part two to see how this goes and yeah. how this turns out. <laughs> There's no might about it. There is yeah. a part two happening when the good news hits. Exactly. If that's cool okay. with you. Okay. So we've all done really stupid things being dads. What is your funniest parenting fail? <laughs> hey, Brandon, we can't hear you. Did you hit mute by any chance? Uh, there you, I don't are. Think there you so. are. You're good now. You're there good. We go. Okay. Uh, funniest parenting fail. Uh, I, <laughs> I would say it's probably when 
I said my daughter was within dress code and able to go to school. And when the teacher sent the picture to my wife, I discovered that my judgment was completely incorrect. And I uh, plead the fifth on how we exactly got to that point. But my wife, I thought, wow, my daughter's going to get in trouble with my wife for going to school dressed like that. And instead it was, no, she didn't go to school dressed like that. It, you, she, you let her go to school dressed like that. I was like, well, to be fair, there was a sweater involved that covered things that I did not know before she left the house. Yeah, And uh, <laughs> I've learned now to check what jackets are being worn or what sweaters are being worn and why and what's underneath before we ever make it to the truck because I don't need the teachers. Um, yeah. <laughs> Giving me that. the uh, shame, shame. We've so had so that did the teacher before, text your wife the picture first or you the picture first? Oh, no. It went straight. They have a uh, class dojo kind of thing where teachers can send parents an update at any given point of the day. And in came that picture. And yeah. <laughs> that was, that was you know, uh, you know, you know the solution is uh, <laughs> I just don't dress my kids. That's oh, all I, mom. I, I, don't, I didn't even. I didn't even dress her. She's right. Eight. You know, like, it's, she, can, she knows how to pick for herself. And I was like, she even got an outfit. Like it all matched. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> Sweet. I just didn't realize. Uh, I didn't realize the, uh, yeah, the, the end result wasn't as good as the initial conception. Lesson learned, man. Easy peasy. Yeah. Nick, you got any more? No, that's five. That was five. Jesse, was five. you got anything to add to that one? No. No, I'm good. <laughs> you know, he's so antsy. You know, he's ready to get in that car and head to Reno and to live my dream. He's just so excited. He's he's, he's no, he's he's thinking that his daughter is going to be eight one day. And <laughs> no, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I, I that is the first thing I'm like. Well, she's three now. She turns four in two months. Check <laughs> sweaters and coats. That's immediately the yeah. first thing that I thought. <laughs> yep. yeah. Well worth it. Uh, see, we learn something new every single episode, every single guest, valuable information. Uh, I, I hadn't even thought of the sweater jacket issue until Brandon Davis came on the show. And now we know, you guys. Now we know yeah. to, you know, thankfully, it's very cold where we're at right now. So I don't, I'm not, there's, there's <laughs> a whole lot of I just drove through the snow. It was, it was snowing five miles ago that way. Yeah. So, so you made it so through. Liam, Liam's been dressing himself every day. It's tank tops and shorts. And I'm like, bro, it's freaking like 30 degrees outside. What? What's he's like, well, dad, that's what you wear to the gym. I'm like, you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> you don't put a jacket on when you leave the house, Nick? No, dude. I know. I have to, I have shorts and t-shirt. As, as a Southern California kid, even yeah. living here in Oregon now, I have shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. The only reason I'm wearing a hoodie right now is it's freezing balls in my freaking studio. So, yeah. And I got to sit here for an hour with no movement. Uh, so, yeah. So, where do you live? Are you, are you in uh, Tennessee, Brandon Davis? Yes, sir. Yes, it looks like a good day there today, man. Some sunshine. Man, it's been good. I mean, it's actually been around it's about 68 degrees outside. Jesse, right you've done it again. God. I'm back. I'm back. You did I'm it back. again. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Brandon. Now I that, that's there's an there's an edit. What's know, the timestamp? Fifty two forty. Three episodes in. I had to plug. The, I had to plug the phone Every in. It was dying. Episode. You take yourself off camera. You ever done any uh, video editing, Brandon Davis? All I did is plug it in. All I in did your life, <laughs> my wife. My wife more so than me, but okay. I, I understand the struggle. He, I don't know he why just added you twenty minutes. An hour. Dude, I I whipped out so I uh. 
I whipped out 13 <laughs> reels for Murder Nova this morning in less than five minutes. Well, because you have it all automated. Yeah, I mean, you got to do build the thing from scratch. Once the thing scratch, then it's all gravy, baby. Then it's all good. Do, what you just did, seriously, it's it's. I'll show you. And if you can show me a workaround that's easier, then I'll dude, show you a workaround. I work in Premiere every I day. I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait. all right man we're getting close to the end of our time here jesse's got to go live dreams nick's probably got to go work out brandon what as soon as we're done here what are you doing what does the rest of your day entail it it entails getting these kiddos to awanas man they've got church tonight and they are beyond excited because they've got all their friends are going to be there they've got all these activities they get to do so we we as parents get a little break. They get to go have fun, and it all works out. And by the time it's done, it's bedtime. So nice. I mean, now it's kind me. of an easy easy street. What is Owana? It's I mean it's like a Bible school for kids. Okay, but it's it's all year round, and it stays with uh, their school schedule. Gotcha. It sounded to me like uh, uh, like I don't know a luau. To be perfectly honest, I thought they were gonna you know, have, you know, have some barbecue pig and some dancing going on, but completely not what I was thinking. Oh, but now I'm hungry. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> All right, I got he, one last question, real quick. Okay, I got one after you. Okay, so you have kids that are little. How do you get like your your little ones, like three, four year old, to go to bed before ten o'clock at night? We had the last two weeks have been a struggle. Matt, to be honest, ever since so the way it's kind of worked out is she breast she's breastfed every one of the kids. So for that first year, they're in the bed with us. That's kind of the you know, the go to. They are used to it. At one year old, we wean them off that and they get their own bed in their own room. And then it goes from being her getting up in the middle of the night to now it's my turn to get up in the middle of the night. And then it kind of stays that way until they decide to move out of my house. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we've just established that at eight o'clock every night we sit down, we read stories and that has been a religious thing every single night of the week. And it, it even on the road, like we do a story if it's eight o'clock unless they're out watching the show. We will do a story every night at eight o'clock. They recognize in their brain like oh this means i'm about to have to go lay down so it's story brush teeth use the bathroom jam is on and climb in bed and we've i've got one that i still have to lay down with for you know a few minutes or maybe let him fall asleep but so long as we stick to that routine like we've never had a, a fighting issue over it next to sum it up he's a good parent so what are you saying? <laughs> what are you, what are you implying? <laughs> yeah. What? You like discipline. Hey, hey, Nick. You like discipline. <laughs> Nick, Nick, I'm going to turn around right now. I'll be there in an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, oh right, mister. <laughs> really? You're going to pile it on me. Do I need yeah, to I, bring back the first episode you were on and how you bashed our friend Nick here? <laughs> Do I? Come on, man. Sure. Sure. I'm oh, going to make it up to Nick man. in Vegas. He's going to go I'm, put I'm his I'm going to on Nick. Policy. Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Sure I can I'm get kidding. Into I'm the kidding. Event I'm kidding. That Jesse's yeah, Neil, I love you. Also, so. All right. <laughs> There's that. Oh, gosh. I, I hate you guys so much, but I love you too. It's very <laughs> conflicting for me. Uh, Brandon Davis, if you were to impart any bit of wisdom on any new dad or soon to be new dad, what is it going to be? Advice. 
just know that you can never actually be prepared because it's going to be different for everybody and your experience is your own. The best thing you can do is make the best of it. There you go. Simple, concise, good answer. All right, gentlemen, you got anything else? You should ask him the Great big episode, question that gentlemen. you always ask. You want me to ask him that question? I, I think he's going to have. I think he's going to have a good answer. You think? I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm like I'm, I'm 95 sure he's so going to have you, a top five. You, you do understand? Me. You do understand that we are now make raising the stakes and putting all the pressure on Brandon Davis right now because he has know, no idea he, what question's coming and now he he's seems like, like, what's like a, happening? He seems like, he's like, he seems like a pretty solid. He's dude, like, I have no idea what's going <laughs> on. And and you just said you feel like he's going to be in the top five of I, I answers like of be, said question of all time. That's a lot of pressure, man. I know. All right, I'm with Nick. I'm with Nick. You got to ask it. Okay. I'm, I, I feel like it. Okay. But this will be the final question. Let me preface the question, uh, Brandon, that this is a question I asked of, almost every guest I had on my radio show over the past 20 years. After you answer the question, I will let you know who was the man who answered it the most profound I've ever heard. It's a basic question. You wouldn't think there's anything to it, but over the course of 20 years, there's only been about four or five guys who've answered it in a way that basically blows up my skirt. And it's like, wow. Okay. No pressure. Who set them up now, now for the top five? Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, now, now, now with that preface, now, now, now you're probably going to think about a little extra. You know, I'm giving you a little, little, little. So here it is. What's one thing you can't leave the house without? My hat. <laughs> not top five. Not top ten. Probably not even top twenty. Still a great answer. Don't get me wrong. And that's the thing. That's what most people answer. My phone. My hat. My keys. You know, and that's perfectly okay are you ready to uh go oh my god really because that's the reaction i get when i tell the second part of the story and your wife i apologize up front i apologize up front if you ever do watch this episode i was on the phone with mr george thoroughgood one day and i asked him that question and without skipping a beat george what's one thing you can't leave the house without he says kissing my wife And that is the most profound and best answer to that question I have ever heard from anyone I've ever asked. Last week I asked it, uh, Mr. Mike Merrill said intentions. And I went, oh, that's really good. That's a top 10 answer. Uh, But see what I mean? You know, after you hear that back, it's like, yep. God dang it. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Now I just got to make sure my wife don't watch it. <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> Thanks for playing along and being a good sport, man. That's, that is amazing. Uh, to everyone watching worldwide, wherever you may be, and however you may be listening or watching, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of DadCast. If you're on the social medias, do all the things like subscribe, comment, yada, yada, yada. Push the buttons, do the thing. If you hated it, that's fine. Cool. Comment. Let us know you hated it, uh, but I doubt that's going to happen. You can, you can hate us, but you can't hate Brandon Davis. I mean, this is a shining example of what a dad should be. And uh, to everyone watching, man, I mean, thank you. We appreciate you. Brandon Davis, thank you for taking the time and coming on the show and uh, showing us what it is to be a dad. In my opinion, from what I've heard from you and the stories you have shared, you are one of the good ones, man. Definitely. You may not have a top five answer to the question, but you're definitely one of the top five dads I've ever spoke to, man. And I applaud you. Yeah. hundred percent. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you all for having me on. Absolutely. And to everyone else, we'll catch you on the very next episode. Have a great rest of your day. See ya.